Hey everyone, welcome to City Church OTR's Sermons Podcast. Here you will find all of the sermons and teachings that are given at our Sunday services. We also have our original City Church OTR podcast, which has more conversations, interviews, and more interactive content. As always, we would love to meet you. Check out our Instagram to see what we're doing this week and our website, citychurchotr.com, to meet one of our pastors. Enjoy. Chris was going to do this for me, but that's okay. (laughs) Got my workout in today. Okay. Um, Hi, you guys. I am, like Michelle said, thank you for not giving me a hard time, Michelle. Um, I am Megan, and I am the children's director here at City Church OTR. And I just want to start by saying, actually, I should probably start by turning my computer on first, so I have notes today. That's actually what I'm going to start with, because... I now have a fully functioning Microsoft Office subscription. And some of you guys are like, what are you talking about? Last time I was up here, no joke, I had Microsoft Office, did all my notes on Microsoft Word, and I wake up that morning, my my subscription ended. So I had zero notes. Um, So those of you who... uh, like scripture references, I have them today. <laughs> yeah, so we're good to go. Like, I feel like we're in a really great place today. Um, yeah, I am very excited to be here, but before we start, let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for meeting us here this morning. I just feel like there is, people are walking in with a heaviness. And would you just kind of step in and help carry that burden so that during this um, 30 minutes, hour or so, we can just have um, some peace and some lightness. Father, would you meet us here today? Would you meet us here and would you give me the words to say? Would you bring clarity and a boldness, protect anything that's trying to get in the way? And Father, anything that is of you, would it be elevated and loud? And if anything sneaks in that is of me, which I'm sure it will, would you just quiet that? Father, thank you again for who you are, that you are a God of peace and a God of love. I pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. All right, you guys, before we dive into our story today, we're going to be in Acts. Um, if you want to get out your Bibles or your phones, we're going to be in Acts 8, verses 26 through 40. And I kind of want to preface it with this. Like, you guys, this story has so much. Like, there's so much that we could go into with this story. And there's just, like, I would love to stand up. I would actually love to stand up here and talk to you for three hours. Like, that's, like, my dream. But I can't do that, and you guys would probably hate it. So I, we have to, like, slim it down to 30 minutes. And so there's so much, so much. Hopefully, Chris and Tyler will get to it at some point. But if you have more questions, you can email them, okay? Chris at City Church OTR. He's here, so we'll pick on him. Okay. All right, so... Let's go ahead and let's dive in. As for Philip, let's see if I can get me. 
And the angel of the Lord said to him, go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Kendake, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship and he was now returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Let's start with Philip, okay? So Philip's just like going about his day. Maybe he's like walking through the market. Maybe he's meeting with people. We don't really know. But he encounters, um, an, he has an angel encounter. We don't know exactly what that looks like. But the angel tells him to go. And really to go down this road. And he doesn't know where he's going. Now, I don't know about you guys, but... I mean, I really hope that if an angel of the Lord confronted me, I would go, like, right away. But part of me thinks that I would be like, but Lord, I still have more groceries to buy. Or like, I really need to go let my dog out first. Um, I have, like, this to-do list that I need to go. And then, like, if he's telling me to go to the middle of nowhere, right? What if he said, like, go to I-75 South and get off on this rest stop, right? I'm thinking, like, is that safe? Like, should I bring somebody with me? Like, I have all these thoughts in my head. And regardless of if Philip thought these things or not, he went. We don't see any hesitation here, right? He just went. So he goes to this place, not knowing why. Okay, now let's look at our Ethiopian eunuch. A few things we need to know about about the eunuch is that he's a wealthy man. And we know this because of a few things. He's riding in a carriage, so he's, he's, somebody is actually, like, he's riding, somebody is driving him, I guess, essentially, driving, you guys know what I mean, back in that day, right? He also um, has a scroll of Isaiah. And these scrolls, were um, rare. It was hard to find. There were only a certain amount of them that existed. And so he would have had to pay good money to get his hands on this scroll of Isaiah. Now, also, he was the treasurer um, of Ethiopia. So he was a man of power, a man of authority, right? He um, He had worked his way up in the queen's household. So we have Philip on his way to... to this place, he doesn't know why. We have the eunuch on his way back from Jerusalem, but it said he went there to worship. And we might have this question, like, this Ethiopian man, like, why would he be going to Jerusalem to worship? And part of this, to understand this, we have to kind of go back in Scripture to 1 Kings 10. And in 1 Kings 10, we see Solomon. Now Solomon, you guys know David and Goliath. Solomon was David's son. He's now king. um, And he is a man of great wisdom, right? Um, God granted him great wisdom. And then we have the queen of Sheba. Now, Sheba would have been in Ethiopia, which is where this man had come from. And the queen of Sheba sought out Solomon for his wisdom. She, wa- she had heard of him, and she wanted to know more. And so she left Sheba, and she went to meet Solomon and seek out his wisdom and learn more about him. So she goes, and it actually says she has these like pressing questions for Solomon. 
And he answers them easily, is what it says, because he was a wise man. And so there's this whole exchange with them, like she gives him gifts, he gives her gifts, and then she goes home to her people. And she was in awe of Solomon's household, of his wisdom, and the God of Israel. And so she would have taken that back to her people and told them about this God of Israel, right? So this Ethiopian man likely would have heard stories about the God of Israel, okay? Now, we have talked about how he was high in power. He, had, he was wealthy. But he would have had to have given up a lot to get there. Within the queen's household, we, we, they call him the Ethiopian, Ethiopian eunuch. And I'm going to really try to do this. <laughs> they would, I would get the one on a eunuch, right? And have to explain what that is. But um, so the Ethiopian eunuch, he would have had to have given up a lot to get to where he was. And either he made this choice or this choice was made for him, okay? And so here's, oh, go ahead, Jariah. Here we have no eunuch is to enter the congregation of God. So he would have gone all this way to Jerusalem, seeking out something. You have to wonder, like he was a man of power, a man of authority. He traveled all this way to Jerusalem. Why? right? He, I, I have to guess that he was likely seeking out something. He wanted something more than what he had. And yet, it doesn't talk about his time there in the scripture. I don't know if you guys noticed that. It says he, he went, and then it's, we're on his way home. And I think part of it might be this verse right here. No eunuch is to enter the congregation of God, right? He would not have been received, he, and he could have gone for, it actually talks about how he could have gone for one of the Jewish festivals, um, and we don't know, but you guys, eunuchs were not allowed into the congregation of God, and that was the life that was either chosen for him or he chose in order to get into the position that he was in, okay? Now, they Within the queen's household, people became a eunuch, essentially so that they could be more trustworthy, okay? So the sexual temptation was taken away, and it wasn't at risk that somebody would, um, like, come on to somebody else. And if you, you guys, okay, I just have to tell you a story real quick because I think it's really funny. Um, (laughs) I have been a middle school teacher for, I like, in total six years, not, like, in a row, but... I realized this week that like middle schoolers have rubbed off on me a little bit (laughs) because I saw this scripture reference and I could not stop laughing thinking about putting this reference on the screen. (sighs) And so I messaged Chris and Tyler. I took a picture of the verse and I messaged them this week and I tell them, what would you do if I put this on the screen? Like, and I'm laughing, even just thinking about this. And I'm thinking they're going to respond like, ha ha, that's so funny, you know? Chris, and his like sweet self, messages me back and says, oh, you guys, so convicting. He was like, we don't want to be ashamed of any scripture. 
if you think you can do it, you go right ahead. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> if you really didn't know what a eunuch is, now you're going to know, okay? feel like I need to give like an ex explicit content warning, okay? Um, so this is the G version of this verse. I had to like really seek out one that was like G-rated. Go ahead, Jariah. I have anxiety already. Oh my goodness. There it is. There it is. I will, not, I will not read it aloud. I draw a line there, okay? I draw a line there. You guys can read it. Um, but like in all seriousness, Everybody read it already? Okay, dry, you can go to the next slide. <laughs> all right, I did this purposefully, right? Okay, in all seriousness, you guys, though, like that's what he would have had to have gone through in order to get where he is, right? In that time, like passing your children, Right? You pass down your name, you pass down your wealth to your children, and he didn't have that option anymore. Right? He didn't have that. He had given that up into, in, in order to get into this position and this power that he was in. Okay. So, <laughs> I can like take a deep breath now, it's over. Okay, um, so we have Philip on his way. We have the Ethiopian man who's gone to Jerusalem, has likely been turned away, is on his way home, and here's what I love. He's still reading Isaiah. Like, he still knows there's something here, and he wants to know what that is. Now, I also want you to, well, uh, yeah. Yeah, I also want you to think about this. So. Imagine that you are um, this Ethiopian eunuch really quick. You have heard of the God of Israel, but you have zero knowledge of Jesus. You have no idea who Jesus is. So take out all the scripture that has to do with Jesus. Also take out everything except for the book of Isaiah, right? Um, that is talking a lot about prophecy of what's to come. And this man, like, that is all he has, <laughs> is what he's heard about the God of Israel and the book of Isaiah. And it's like, what does this mean, right? So it says, the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? I also love this because um, Philip's like walking and <laughs> And God says, like, go over there and stay with the carriage. So, like, this Ethiopian man's, like, in his carriage driving down. And Philip's like, hey! <laughs> like, running up next to him, right? Trying to get his attention. And then he asks, like, do you understand? And I don't know. If I, like, look at stereotypes, I kind of, like, it, this wealthy man of power, right? And somebody comes to him and says, like, well, and is, like, running up next to him. Weird. But do you understand? Like, I would, like, this is like making an assumption here, but I think part of me would be like, yeah, I'm good. No, don't worry about it, right? <laughs> but this guy answers out of humility. He answers out of humility, and he says, how can I, unless someone instructs me? 
and he urged, urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. I love that it said urged. It's like, I see you're out of breath. Come on. <laughs> okay. And so the passage he was reading for, was from Isaiah, and it said, He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. And I have to think that the, the, the eunuch had to have resonated with this, right? Who can speak of his descendants? Who is this man that also won't have descendants like me? Who is this man that has been crushed? Who is this man? I, had, I have to think that he would have resonated a little bit with this man. And so he asks Philip, who is this man? Who is he? He says, is he the prophet? Is it him talking about himself? Is it someone else? And so Philip meets him where he is in that exact scripture, and he tells him the gospel. Now Philip went out of his way, you guys. He stopped everything he was doing, went out of his way because he believed that he had a message that was worth sharing, right? So he goes and he tells this man, actually, this guy who's been crushed, this guy who has, has, will have no descendants, he died for you. And you have to wonder if he's like, but I've been turned away. I, I am physically mutilated. Like, are you sure? And he's like, no, he died for you so that you could receive a hope that you can have in this life and that you can have beyond this life. Philip believed he had a message worth sharing. Now, I have to also wonder, you guys, if they would, so they were reading from the scroll of Isaiah, and they were in, I think, Isaiah 53. It's up there. I don't remember them now that I have them written down. And um, I have to wonder if they would have jumped three chapters ahead to Isaiah 56. Because in Isaiah 56, it says, don't let the foreigners, now this guy was not only a eunuch, he was also a foreigner. Don't let the foreigners who commit themselves to the Lord say, the Lord will never let me be part of his people. And don't let the eunuch say, I'm a dried up tree with no children and no future. For this is what the Lord says. I will bless those eunuchs who keep my Sabbath days holy and who choose to do what pleases me and commit their lives to me. I will give them within the walls of my house, he is now allowed in, a memorial and a name far greater than sons and daughters could give. For the name I give them is an everlasting one. It will never disappear. Think about like, that message of hope for him and his life. You guys, the gospel is a message worth sharing. 
I think about, I am like an enthusiast, so like if I really love something, you're gonna know about it. Um, unless I'm like really holding back, which sometimes I do. And so like, I, I just watched all the Marvel movies. If I literally hear anybody say Loki, or if I hear any, I'm like, I'm like in that conversation now, like whether they wanted me there or not. And so I love talking about it, right? And I think this week I've been a little bit convicted. It's like, do I, do I love talking about the message of Jesus as much as I love talking about Marvel? Like, I've literally had to ask myself that, you guys, because this message, honestly, you guys, I just think this, this is just coming to my mind, sorry. This is why I have, you know, three hours, anyways. Um, like, the message of Marvel, even that includes this redemption story of Jesus. Like, Jesus' message is far greater than any other message, any other book that I can talk about, right? And so that is a message I wanna have carrying around with me. And I wanna be ready to give and not just keep for myself. It is a message worth sharing. So if you are a believer here today, I wanna encourage you in that. It is a message that you have been given to give away and to tell other people so that they can know the hope that we have been given. You guys, I've, I've, I prayed for a boldness. Crap. Oh, and I said, oh gosh. Okay. Um, so, okay. Yeah, and now I'm probably going to forget what I was going to say. Now, you guys, we have to be willing to step into that. If we claim to love people, what we have, if we love them, we want them in the kingdom. We want them to know that message of hope. And so if there's any fear there, think about them living this life with hope and having everlasting life, and it erases every fear. That message, oh, is worth sharing. Now, okay. As they, oh, no, I, you guys, I'm jumping ahead. I'm getting all, I'm getting all in a, okay. So I, when I was in college, I had three friends. I had a lot of friends, but I had three good friends. And, okay, and, <laughs> and we decided that we were going to go live in Hilton Head for the summer. And we were going to like, this was going to be the best summer ever, right? You're on the beach. We went there. We got restaurant jobs. In that season, it was like a time of going out, having fun, doing all this stuff. So we had gone for a summer. It was fun. We had a great time. Came back exhausted and poor, which is weird since we went down there and got jobs. But um, we um, decided we're going to go back for another summer. So we go back for that next summer, and you guys, something weird happened. Like, the drinking became really old. Like, it just wasn't that fun anymore. And I loved my friends, but I was just having a really hard time there. I felt exhausted. For some reason, these things that used to be fun no longer seemed very fun. 
And so I am out on the back porch. Um, we, had, we had this condo, and there's like a little pond that had turtles in it and like a pool. It was really pretty. And I went out there and sat when I needed like some thinking time. And my sister calls me. So I, my sister Alexa, she had gone to Haiti for a year, and she's telling me about her experience there. And we grew up in the church, but up until this point, it was like two things for me. There was church, and there was my life. Like, and they didn't really collide at all. And Alexa told me about a, a lot, but she told me about two big things. She said, Megan, I have seen people here who have nothing, yet have such a hope and a joy. And she also told me about these people that had literally left their lives because they believed they were carrying a message that was worth sharing to these students at a school in port au Haiti. And this just like, her telling me that, it was like, maybe this is what I'm like seeking after. Maybe this is why this is no longer fun. And uh, like, this is also really funny. So. You guys, I don't know if I had like been given this as a gift or like why I had it with me, no clue. But I had a Bible that was like sitting in a drawer that I had brought with me. I did not read the Bible. Like I literally have no idea why it was there. But I was like, you know what? I think I have one. And I went and I started reading it and it just started to really mean something because I now knew that this, this could be something real. Like, this could be something that actually changes my life. And I, I actually started telling my friends about it, too, which is kind of funny. But when you really hear a message that you, you hear is, like, really wonderful, I just wanted to share it, right? And so I left Hilton Head early. I just couldn't go throughout that whole summer. And I left early, and I spent time with my sister and heard more and more about um, everything she experienced and so much so that I decided to go and to live in Haiti myself. And so um, a job came open, I went, moved there, and I got to witness firsthand those things that she was telling me about. These people um, that had such a joy, but by our American standards had nothing, and these people who had left everything in order to share the gospel and share this message that they believed was worth sharing. And so we go for the school year, and we came back that summer afterwards, and we are at this like big church service in Lexington. I went to like the big church in Lexington, and Kentucky, and we're standing there, and it's service, and I didn't realize it was like a baptism service, and so they're doing baptisms, and they're calling people to come forward, and they're, you know, doing the whole thing. It was great. And I am standing there. I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but it was like just this pressing upon my heart, like, you should go. Like, you should go get baptized. And back to that, like, Philip situation, I was like, Lord, there's way too many people here. No, no, thank you. Like, that's great. And now I'm here in front of you. Like, what in the heck? Okay. But um, yeah, I, like, I just didn't want to go. I didn't want to go in front of all those people. And so I'm standing there, like, having this mental debate with the Lord, like, 
you should go. No, I'm not going to go. No, thank you. I'll go another time when there's less people here. And I'm like in this like deliberation in my head. And my sister's right here with me. And she looks over at me and she says, you should go. You guys, I had not told her any of this. Like she had no idea that I was even thinking about it. But she looks at me and she tells me, you should go. She says, I'll go with you. And so I'm like, okay, I give in. And we go, and you guys, I just have to say this because I think it's really sweet of the Lord. By the time it was my time to go, the church was empty. Like everybody had left, and that was just very sweet of him. (laughs) Um, But I am only here today because my sister believed that she had a message that was worth sharing, and she shared it. Now, as they rode along, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Now, there's some um, people that say, like, this was actually him asking, like, can I be, like, what, is there a reason I can't be baptized? Like, he would have, um, you know, felt kind of cast out, but uh, Philip told him, you know, you've been brought in, right? There's no reason. Yes, let's go, and let's, um, let's do this, right? Now, you guys, I've talked a lot about Philip's side of the story, Let's jump a little bit to the eunuchs. Not only is the gospel a message worth sharing, it is also a message worth receiving. You guys, my life, I said, I said I'm here today because of that, but my life is completely different than what it looked like however many years ago that was. And I'll give you one like very tangible example. One reason why I drank was because I wanted a confidence that I didn't have without it. Like I wanted to have this freedom that I felt I couldn't have without it. You guys, I stand here today with a confidence, and I did not drink anything before I came, right? But a confidence that is only from the Lord. You guys, he has changed me. He has shown me you don't need that to be who you are. You can just be who you are. And he's also given me a freedom to be able to come up here and put an awkward scripture reference on the screen, right? And to just like live my life and be who I am without needing something else in order to be able to do that. He has given me a freedom and a hope that power money, authority, and none of that can give me. That literally nothing in this world can, can quench, nothing in this world can give me what the Lord has given me. Also an abundance of grace, right? Now you guys, if you are here today and the Lord has been knocking, 
He has been knocking. He has been putting people in your path. He has been pressing things upon your heart, and you are telling him no. I want to just declare, like, this is the day. You guys, this is a message worth receiving. If you have not, you guys, I cannot tell you how thankful I am that I gave my life to the Lord that day. I, and I want you to have that. I want you to have this, this, this hope that goes beyond this world because we all came in here carrying really heavy things. You guys, the Lord wants to help you carry them. He doesn't want you to carry those things by yourself. He wants to come under you and help you and carry you. He wants you to experience his love. He wants you to experience a peace and a joy. Chris talked about a peace and a joy. It can only come through the Lord. And you guys, that hope that we have, if we are going through hard times and we don't have that hope, what's the point? Truly, what's the point? But if I can go through something really hard and I can look at the testimony that can, it can have for other people, that it can bring other people to him, right? If I can, I can, I can go through something really hard knowing it's going to end because I have something beyond this life. I have something much greater. So, when they came out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. I know, I know, I don't know. Email Chris, okay? <laughs> the eunuch never saw him again. I just don't have time, you guys. But went on his way rejoicing. He had a joy that he walked away with. Man, I want you to have that. Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the town of Azotus. He preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. Philip believed he had a message worth sharing. And you guys do too. The eunuch believed he had a message worth receiving, and you guys do too. And so if that is you today, there will be people in the back that are ready to pray for you. And if you wanna get baptized, we'll find a way, okay? <laughs> we will figure it out, because I believe it's a message worth receiving. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I am overwhelmed. This week, I was so encouraged in the hope that you've given us. I was so encouraged that you would literally go out of your way to meet us. And so those that are in here or those that are on our mind who don't know you, we just pray that you would meet them right where they are, that you would put us in, our path, in their path, and that, Father, you would give us a freedom in speaking your message, that you would get rid of any fear that might come in the way of us telling people about your love. Everyone deserves to hear about your love, Father. And give us a freedom in doing that and a joy in doing that. Um, and, Father, anyone in here, would you just give them a boldness to step into your love if this is the first time that they are doing that? Give them a boldness to step forward. And Father, just 
smack them right in the face with your grace. <laughs> really just shower your love on them. Let them feel you. I pray all these things in your son's name.